Before we get started today, we wanted to let you know about an amazing live stream event coming up on November 18th and 19th. It's called Arise United Global Outreach. There's going to be powerful speakers, amazing music, heart-touching stories. You're not going to want to miss this. Look for it on November 18th and 19th from 3.30 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. You can find it on Teen Challenge Southern California's Facebook and YouTube. We look forward to seeing you online this year. We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888 888- 5200620 Once again that's 8885200620 We're getting ready for a great word from Pastor Jesse Alvarez from Valley Life Community Church. Listen in. So humble to be with you this evening to share the word of the Lord. Uh, we do sincerely love Teen Challenge. Uh, back in 1986, the Lord did some amazing things in my life. But before I get started with the message this evening, let me just say a big thank you first and foremost to the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior, for allowing me to be here with you tonight. And I also want to say thank you to the Lord for my good friend, Pastor Ron Brown, uh, such an incredible man of God that God has been using in Teen Challenge in Southern California and with great influence of ministry across America and around the world. And also my good friend, John Burns, uh, director here, Central Valley Teen Challenge in Reedley, California. We happen to live right here in the city of Reedley, so you're right here in our own backyard. What an honor, what a blessing it is. And to all the pastors and everyone here this evening, God bless you. I do want to take just a, a few moments to share God's word with you. Thank you so much. In 1986, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, saved me at the tender age of 18, saved me in uh, March of 1986. By that July, baptized me in the Holy Spirit, called me to full-time ministry, and immediately, somehow through the providence of God, allowed me to come across the literature material of a man of God by the name of David Wilkerson. It was from the very beginning of my conversion to Jesus Christ that I began to devour his books and his newsletters and his messages. And he's one of the ones that I hoped and pray that one day in eternity I will be able to talk to and, and just wrap my arms around him and say thank you for your life of obedience and faithfulness to Jesus Christ all of your life. Because just as he's touched your life, he touched my life. And it was then that I learned a lot about prayer and about the secret closet of prayer that God always makes a way for a praying man. And it was a, co- a colleague of his at that time, Leonard Ravenhill, who wrote many books, among them, Why Revival Terry, Sodom Had No Bible, Meet for Men, Revival Praying, Revival God's Way. And it was Len Ravenhill that said, if you want to be much for God, you need to be much with God. And so on and on, the influences came into my life from a tender age and then consecrated my life to the Lord, to follow the Lord, to pursue the Lord, Jesus Christ, with all of my heart and wait upon him for whatever it was that he wanted to do in and through me. And one of the greatest delights and joys and privileges of my life is to be able to see and witness, as Soup said a moment ago, to see miracles. 
And I'm standing before miracles tonight, so I praise God for every single one of you tonight. I sincerely praise the name of the Lord. I've selected a text uh, to share with you this evening on the theme of faithfulness and God being faithful. How many of us will say that God, yes, God is and God has been and God always, always will be faithful. In the book of Philippians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul, he's been incarcerated now for about 10 years in Rome. <clears throat> and he is, he, he's been incarcerated, he's been in prison now. And uh, for 10 years he had not seen the believers in, in Philippi. And uh, he writes to them a pastoral letter to encourage them. Because if there's anybody in the Bible that knew and tasted and proven the faithfulness of Almighty God, it was the Apostle Paul. When you take a moment to read about his life and what God did in him and through him and all around him, time and time and time again, as I heard through the preaching of our youth pastor, People's Church tonight, powerful message, by the way, is that God is the one that picks us up. And that God Almighty continuously picked up the Apostle Paul when he was stoned to death. God picked him back up. When he was thrown in prison, God picked him back up. When he was bitten by, bitten by a viper, God picked him back up. And no matter what storm and what battle and what trial he ever went through, Paul the Apostle always proved God faithful. You see, because in Philippians chapter 1 in verse number 6, the Apostle Paul writes and he says, And he who has begun a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus has begun a marvelous work in each and every one of your lives. And that God that has begun a marvelous work, he is faithful to complete it. God is faithful. And we pick up in Philippians chapter 1 in verse number 12. The apostle Paul says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. That my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. We want to talk about the faithfulness of God and what God does through a faithful man, a faithful woman who dares, and here's my message for the next 20 minutes or so, who dares to consecrate their chains to the Lord. Tonight I want to talk to you about consecrating your chains consecrating your struggles, consecrating your pain, consecrating your setbacks, consecrating your challenges, consecrating your failures, consecrating even, yes, those moments of defeat, consecrating your highs and your lows, consecrating your ups and your downs. You see, because the Bible says that the sun rises upon the good and upon the evil. The Bible says that it rains upon the just and upon the unjust. And in this life, the Bible says that through much trial and tribulation, we shall enter into the kingdom of God. But when we go through trial, consecrated. When we go through tribulation, consecrated. When you go through the moment that you don't know what to do and your back's against the wall and there appears to be no way out, consecrated. Because the moment that you consecrate your chains unto the Lord, what the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for good, for the honor and glory and praise of the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. 
You see, I want you to know tonight that you're a living, walking miracle and testimony for the glory of God. Because the moment that you place your faith in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, you might have been strung out, completely out, sedated, under whatever type of vice or addiction or affliction, struggle and situation. But the moment that you called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ came in. He stepped into your life and he broke the chains and the fetters and the bondages and the hell and the struggle and the situation that you thought that you would never be able to kick and that habit and that addiction that struggle that chain you consecrated it to the Lord and what did the Lord do he broke the chain he broke the power of hell over your life and him whom the sun sets free is free indeed given praise and glory in the house of almighty God you see, the apostle Paul was Saul of Tarsus. He was a very zealous man for the, for the law of Moses. He was a Pharisee, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, of the tribe of Benjamin, of the children of Israel. He was a Jew. He was a man's man when he came to fighting for the law, when he came to fighting for what he believed. He was so zealous that he persecuted Christians. He dragged them from their places of, of their residence in their homes. He will drag them to jail. He will see them being martyred and put to death. Yes. Saul of Tarsus, he was a very zealous man. And, but one day, he had an encounter with Jesus Christ of Nazareth on the road to Damascus. And when we take time to read the, the, the book of Acts chapter 9, we read that Jesus of Nazareth, he appeared unto Saul, and the light literally blinded him. He fell off that horse, and then he begins to call upon the name of the Lord. And Jesus begins to speak to him, and Saul begins to speak to Jesus. And the next thing you know, Saul of Tarsus becomes Paul the Apostle. At that moment, he consecrated those chains. What were those chains? It was chains of religion. It was chains of, of, of a pharisaical spirit. It was chains of bondage. He was so zealous for God, but he did not know God the way that he was supposed to know him. And this Saul of Tarsus that used to be zealous for the law, now he's a child of God and he is zealous for Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you when the Lord sets you free and he delivers you and he gives you a testimony before you came to Jesus. You were zealous for the devil. You were zealous for drugs. You were zealous for alcohol. You were zealous for sin. You were zealous for all the dark bad stuff. But now that you're a child of God you got a right to get excited about Jesus and be zealous about the Lord and live for the glory of God and pursue Jesus Christ with all your heart and with all your soul. And so Saul, now Paul, this great holy man of God, he is pursuing the Lord and he wants to go to Rome so bad. So there he is before King Agrippa and the governor and he appeals to Caesar. And so he goes to Caesar. He gets on that boat. He lands at Malta. He gets bitten by a serpent. And then the Lord Jesus Christ, he breaks and destroys the power of that venom because you see, he'd been set apart. I'm going to share something with you tonight because when you begin your pilgrimage and you begin your journey of following Jesus, I'm here to tell you, the devil's going to put roadblocks in front of you. He's going to put stumbling blocks in front of you.
front of you. He's going to bring the past back into your present. He's going to look for sneaky, sly, slithering ways to abort the purposes of God upon your life. That devil is a mean devil, nasty, dirty, lying devil. And he'll, he'll send you a serpent to bite you. But as long as the touch of God is upon your life, I'm here to tell you what God has blessed. The devil cannot curse. You are blessed of the Lord. 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 And the devil cannot stop what God's got going. You see, Jesus Christ's gospel is an unstoppable gospel. You're a servant of the gospel. You're a slave of the gospel. You're a bond servant of Jesus Christ. You are a part of the church of the living God. And therefore, because you're a part of the church of the living God, the church is unstoppable. Glory be to the living God. Hallelujah. So Saul, now Paul wants to make it to Rome. And so the devil tries to stop him there. But what happened before he got to Malta? We, all, we, we, almost, we almost forgot about the storm. Remember he went through a storm? And in that storm, the devil wanted to kill Paul. The devil wanted to stop him. You see, because there's something on the inside of you. And his name is Jesus. It is Jesus. You see, you've got a story. But it's not really your story. It's his story. You see, you've got his story. You've got something more powerful than atomic bombs. You've got something more powerful than a nuclear bomb. What you've got it is the Christ saving, Christ redeeming, Christ reaching, Christ delivering, Christ loving, soul saving power on the inside of you. It's he that began the good work in you. It's he that will complete it until the rapture of the church and no matter what hell throws out you the devil will turn your messes into blessings and when you're done to nothing heals it's because he's up to something he is up to bless you and take you to the place that he has planned and purpose for your life <laughs> try a storm try a snake let's go to jail now so there he is he's in jail He's awaiting his appearance, his attendance, uh, his audience with the emperor, with Caesar. And so he's there. But now he's in chains. He wanted to get there as a preacher. But he ended up getting there as a prisoner. I'm going to tell you something. You're going somewhere. Turn to your neighbor right now. Tell him you're going somewhere. You see, my God doesn't start something and not finish it. Because what my God starts, he is faithful. I said he is faithful. Turn to somebody and tell him he is faithful. He is faithful to complete what he started in your life. See, that's the kind of God we serve. You're, God's got a place. God's got a destiny. God's going to get you. Listen, when things aren't going all right, don't fuss. Don't fret. Don't worry and don't sweat. My God hasn't failed me yet. You see, that's your God. Don't fret. Don't sweat. Don't lose a night of sleep over that situation. Oh, but I want to see my son saved. He's going to get saved. I want to see my daughter saved. She's going to get saved. I want to see my dad saved. He's going to get saved. I want to see my loved ones saved. You see, they're going to get saved. Because
because one child of God on their knees in prayer is more powerful than all the demons of hell. I'm here to tell you, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved by the power of the blood of Jesus. And so you'll, you're going to get there. Somehow, some way, you're going to get there. You may not get there the way you thought you were going to get there, but you'll get there. Paul wanted to get there as a preacher. He got there as a prisoner, but it was one of the best things that could have ever happened to Paul. And when you go through a struggle, a trial, a storm, and when you're busted, disgusted, and you've got absolutely not even a dime to your name, it may be a place called Miracle Territory. You see red, red seas don't open until they're there. You see rivers, Jordans don't stop flowing until they're there. And the stones don't roll away until somebody's behind that stone. And can I tell you something? The Lord's up to something in your life. He's taking you somewhere. You may not get there exactly the way that you thought. You maneuvered this way and that way. You have your highs and your lows and your ups and your downs but you're still going to get to your destination because it's the purposes of God to prevail and bless you and make you a blessing for his honor and for his glory Paul says in Philippians 1 12 he said the things which happened unto me the things which happened unto me served for the furtherance of the gospel Think about it. That thing right now that you're battling with, that struggle that's on that trial, that tribulation that you're struggling with, that very thing could be the thing that God's going to use in your life to fulfill his plan and his purpose through your life in order to advance the gospel and for the gospel to go farther than you yourself without the struggle could have ever taken it there. You see, all things, say with me, all things. You see, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And that very thing right now is working out together for God. You see, Paul said all these things, all these things. Say with me, all these things. See, brother and sister, according to what we read in scriptures in and through the life of the apostle paul who had his mind set upon the person of the lord jesus christ if his circumstances promoted the furtherance of the gospel that's all that mattered to him the circumstances in paul's life furthered the gospel you're having an amazing testimony that god is giving you it's really his story it is going to take the gospel to places i'll never be able to take it it's going to take the gospel to places that your neighbor will never be able to take it it's going to take the gospel to places that your neighbor down the street or even people in your local church that will never be able to take it why because your story matters to the lord god almighty and he does not waste a testimony he does not waste a story you see because there is a bc before christ and there's an ad anatomini after jesus's death and resurrection from the cross and between there you were an absolute mess but jesus stepped into your world and turned your life around and now as a result of that testimony god will use it to take the gospel to places and reach people with the gospel of jesus christ that otherwise could have never been reached so tonight you can say Jesus I don't like where I came from but I want to praise you that you brought me from there and I want to praise you that you are redeeming my past you're redeeming my present you are redeeming my future to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ that's all that matters think about it 
consecrate consecrate those chains consecrate those struggles consecrate those highs and those lows and those ups and those downs you see the bible says weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning you see the bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivered him out of them all you see the bible says that this poor man cried and the lord heard him and delivered him out of all his troubles i'm here to tell you my god has been, is, and always always will be faithful, faithful, faithful. Give him praise and glory in the house. Brother and sister, you remember the story of David Wilkerson? He's there now, 1950-something, whatever that year that was, that he was in the courts there in New York. You remember the story. And then they take the picture. And then the rest is history. He consecrated those chains. What the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for God. It could have been a snake. It could have been a storm. It could have been jail. Whatever you want to call it. But for, for David Wilkerson, those were his chains. And he consecrated them. Let me tell you something about chains. You can complain about them or you can consecrate them. You see, it's in your best interest when you consecrate them. It's in our best interest when we look to the Lord and say, Dear God, I don't like what I'm going through. I don't like the way I feel. I just don't really care about the situation that I'm going through. But instead of complaining and griping and moping and everything else, I'm just going to praise you right now. I'm just going to consecrate this change right now. I'm just going to trust you that you're in this with me right now. Remember Johnny Erickson Tata? A quadriplegic. She could have been forever in a rest home, in, in a shelter somewhere, taking refuge for the rest of her life. She consecrated her state of, of a quadriplegic. And then the Lord God Almighty blessed her and took the gospel further than Johnny Erickson Tata ever dreamed of. You remember, you remember Nick Vujicic without arms, without legs, no limbs. He's written several books. He's got married. He's got several kids. He's preached to emperors and kings and princes and presidents all around the world. You see, he attempted to commit suicide, suicide with a few inches of water. He thought that there was no purpose, no direction, no future for him as a man without limbs. But he discovered that without limbs, he could live a life without limits. I'm here to tell you, you can consecrate your chains for the glory of God and trust him. What excuse? What excuse do I have? None whatsoever. Our God is faithful. Take John Bunyan. He is preaching the gospel there in England. And the haters are hating him so bad because they're calling the gospel he's preaching hate speech. But he doesn't care. He's preaching the good news of salvation, redemption, regeneration, sanctification, and glorification. He's preaching the whole counsel of Almighty God. And so they take John Bunyan and they throw him in jail. And outside that jail, there are people that are coming up. And outside the little, uh, the, 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 the little window of the jail room, he's preaching the gospel. People are on the outside. They're hearing John Bunyan preaching. And people are getting saved. They're getting reached with a gospel of Jesus Christ right outside his jail cell call it a chain call it a prison whatever you want to call it he consecrated it and right outside that wall people are coming to Jesus so those Christ hating people didn't like what was going on on the outside of the jail they talked to the warden and said we need to lock him up and we need to put him in, in isolation confinement somewhere in the deepest darkest dungeon that you can find and so they grabbed John Bunyan and they throw him in the deepest dungeon and there 
he is. And he's going through storms and trials and toils and snares. But out of that place in the dungeon, instead of complaining, he consecrated it to the Lord. And the immortal book that's been read, that's been read by people around the world, right next to the gospel, right next to the Bible, the pilgrim's progress came out of those chains. It came out of that dungeon. I'm here to tell you, it does not matter what storm you're in. You consecrate it to the Lord and you leave the results up to Almighty God because the God that began the good work in you, he is faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Come on, give him praise and glory. I want you to stand to your feet with me, please. Worship team, would you please come? I believe with all of my heart, you have an amazing future in front of you. God's taking you somewhere. I said God is taking you somewhere. You are precious in his side. You are beautiful in his side. You are a diadem. You're a gem. You're a jewel on his crown. And God Almighty is intent on making sure that you get there. It may not be exactly the way you have it written out on your five-year goals and your five-year plan and your five-year vision. But my God, well, he'll, he'll get you there in Jesus' name. Will you raise your hands toward the heavens and just begin to give him praise and glory. Almighty God, we want to thank you tonight because there's no one like Jehovah. There's no one like the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, the good work that you've begun in every one of these men and women, you are faithful to complete it. And Father in heaven, we trust in you with all of our hearts. I'm praying for somebody here tonight that is censoring the call of God to full-time ministry as a pastor. Somebody here to answer the call of God to full-time ministry as a missionary. Somebody here to answer the full-time the call of God to full-time ministry as a youth pastor, as a worship pastor. Somebody here, Lord, is answering the call of God as a full-time evangelist. Somebody here, Lord God, is you're calling them to plant churches across America, around the world. So, Lord God, there are entrepreneurs and businessmen. Lord God, there are men and women of God here that you're calling to a place of influence in our culture, in our society, Pentecostal men and women of God. God, that are not ashamed of the gospel, that are not ashamed to pray in the Holy Spirit, that are not ashamed of pursuing Christ with all of their hearts. So, Father in heaven, the making of a man of God, the making of a woman of God is sometimes called going through the crucible. It's going, dear Lord and Savior, through those tough moments and difficult moments. But just when we feel like we're about to die because of that struggle and the battle, Lord God, we come out of that cocoon, and Lord God Almighty, the caterpillar, he turns into a beautiful butterfly. Because, Lord God Almighty, it would appear to kill us. It's only freeing us. And Lord God, they could have put chains on Paul, but they could have put chains on the Word of God. You cannot chain the Bible. You cannot chain the Word of the living God. And what seems to bind us is only losing us. And I pray tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, that there will be men and women that will be loosed, released by the power of the gospel. Now, dear God, to take this gospel to the four corners of this globe. In the name of Jesus here's my altar call Pastor Ron is it okay to make an altar call here's my altar call Spirit of the living God is stuck to touch your heart tonight. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but there's some of you here tonight. God's been tugging and stirring your heart and your soul deep within. I'm calling you to full-time ministry. See, I got saved at 18 years of age. And four months later, I'm called of God to preach the gospel, baptized in the Holy Ghost, invited to preach to places I didn't even know how to preach. But I just took steps of faith, and like a little toddler, I began to walk forward for Jesus Christ. I took a step of faith, and I consecrated even my ignorance to the Lord 
say, God, I don't know how to do this, but you're opening doors of opportunities, and when you open a door, I will not say no, because when he's your Lord, you can't say no. When he's your Lord, it's always yes, 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 yes. So tonight, I want to ask you, those of you that God's calling into full-time ministry, wherever you are, I want you to step out of your seat right now. Come forward to this altar right here, right now. God's calling you to full-time ministry. He doesn't want it when it doesn't matter what it is, what vocation specifically. God's calling you, and you're answering the call, and you're ready to say, yes, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Send me. I'll go to the nations. I'll go across the sea. I'll go across the street. I'll go across to my next-door neighbor, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to say. Oh, God, I'm trusting you. My life is in your hands. Come on. Keep on coming. There's so many of you coming. Keep on. You're answering the call. 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 Come on, come on, come on, come on. Spirit of God is speaking to you now. Now I want to talk to others of you. Remain, keep, just call upon the name of the Lord. Go ahead. I want to talk to some of you out there. You're right now. You're in the middle of a storm. You've been snake bitten. You've been in prison, spiritually speaking. You've been in bondage. The devil has tried his very best to stop you, to, 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 to sabotage, to stop the work of God upon your life. But tonight you have the opportunity to consecrate that struggle and that challenge and that situation to the Lord. You can bring it to Jesus tonight and say, Lord, it's over. It's done. I've got the victory in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to step out of your seat right now. Come, come, come. Bring your chains and consecrate them to the Lord. Bring the struggle. Bring the trial. Bring the burden. Bring your cares. Bring it all to Jesus tonight. Come on. I might not be able to see you because of this life, but I know you're coming by faith. Just move forward. Just move to the front, wherever you are, to the left, to the right, right here in front of us. Just keep coming now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Pastor Ron is here with me on the platform. We're going to pray over you now in the name of the Lord, and you're going to answer the call of God. You're saying to him tonight, Lord, just like the prophet Isaiah prophesied, we look up, we see the holiness of God. We look inside, we see our sinfulness, and then we see the cross. And then we see out and we see the multitudes in need of Jesus. That same Jesus that was right there appearing to Isaiah, that same Jesus that appeared to Saul of Tarsus, that same Jesus that appeared to you when he saved you and rescued you, he's right here, right now, to touch your life and take you somewhere. Are you ready? Raise your hands. And let's call upon the name of the Lord, Father, in the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus Christ. We dedicate every life, every heart, every home, every man, every woman, every child, every individual to the Lord our God in prayer. And we, Lord God, acknowledge and recognize that now they're sanctified, they're set apart for the glory of God, anointed, appointed, and, dele and delegated by the Lord with power and with authority in the name of Jesus Christ to go preach the gospel, set the captives free, cast out demons, lay hands upon the sick, they shall recover, speak with new tongues, receive the mighty Pentecostal baptism in the Holy Spirit and fire in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you tell them, Jesus, send me, send me, here am I, send me, here am I, send me, here am I, send me. I will go, Lord. Surrender to the Lord. Now tell him, Lord, I surrender. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Here is my life. I have so much to be thankful for. I've got so much to be grateful for. You've done too much for me. I cannot keep it to myself. I've got to tell somebody of what the Lord has done for me. I will go. I will tell. I will proclaim. I will obey. I will trust in Jesus' name. Now, in the name of the Lord, 
as you have your hands up in the air right there we consecrate every chain in Jesus name that thing that meant to stop you is only releasing you that thing that meant to put you in prison is only serving to further the gospel of Jesus Christ that thing that you thought will kill you is only releasing you so that you may live to the fullest for the glory of Almighty God now you tell him Jesus I'm trusting you now from this day forward you are taking me somewhere tell him you are taking me somewhere you're taking me somewhere and I'm following you and I'm following you wherever you go I will go whatever you want me to give I will give whatever you want me to say I will say for the glory and honor and praise of Almighty God in the name of Jesus now Lord fill everyone with a baptism in the Holy Spirit of God if you never spoken with other tongues receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit of God if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit go ahead and pray in the Holy Spirit right now go ahead and pray in your heavenly language right now receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit go ahead go ahead speak in the heavenly language in the name of Jesus Go ahead, receive the promise of the Father. Receive the promise of the Father. Receive the Holy Spirit of God. Oh God, we pray for sons and daughters. Lord, we pray for fathers and mothers. Lord, we pray for aunts and uncles. Come on, let's call in the name of the Lord. Lord, we pray for our lost loved ones. There are so many out there. They know who we are. They remember our past. Oh God Almighty, but we know by faith you're touching them now. You're reaching them now. And they're coming to the Lord. Mom's coming to the Lord. Dad's coming to the Lord. Brothers and sisters are coming to the Lord. Sons and daughters are coming to the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.